And good evening. You are listening to the Athena Star Show, and we are on bbsradio.com. Welcome, everyone. Today is March 3rd, 2007, and isn't March a wonderful month? Everything's lifting higher and higher, and, of course, it's the month of new beginnings and spring blossoming, and spring is in the air, and everyone can feel it, I'm sure. Um, we have a lot of fun in our show, and it's Many of you know I've been doing visionary work with the angels and the masters for over 20 years, and we cover a lot of different topics on this on this program: uh, universal, cosmic, and earth, all included. Tonight we have a, a special guest that we're going to be bringing on, who is an author and activist, um, and has a great insight in connection with earth and. As we're progressing here into 2012, and we're going to be discussing a lot of different aspects tonight, including um, America. How, how is that? And so St. Germain is very present with us, and um, all the masters and legions of the violet flame, which is the freedom flame, which all of you know or are connecting with. So we're just we're going to do the short invocation and play our, our introduction song. And we'll be introducing Miss Jacqueline Lord in a few moments to be with us as our guest for the first half of the show. Um, we want to just acknowledge the presence now of beloved Arcturus and St. Germain and all Ezekiel and all the legions of the violet flame, uh, beloved Jesus the Christ, Ananda, and all the archangels and legions that are joining us in this program. When I do my work, it's always with the conclave of light. As above, so below, we call in the golden radiance now of the Christ presence. And all the radiance of the blue ray and the emerald green, the crystalline rays, the universal light of healing and truth to flow through us and through the center of the earth, wherever everyone is on, that's listening right now, you're all in different locations, which is wonderful. So we all act as conduits, and we open up to receive and connect with the higher legions of light as above, so below. And we all make a difference. So we, we are basically creating a conclave tonight of great and powerful energy, to receive and to send out to all of humanity, to all of the planet, because it does make a difference and everything is escalating and uh, new creations are on the horizon for um, this planet moving into a beautiful, beautiful space. We're going to play our, our beautiful music with Eric Berglund now and I'll be right back with you.
you were listening to our dear friend Eric Berglund at ericberglund.com, who's a great musician and wonderful healer at Mount Shasta, California. You are now listening to the Athena Star Show. If you just joined us, I'm Athena Star, and we welcome you. We have a wonderful guest this evening, Miss Jacqueline Lord from California, and she's an author of the book called Thief of Sacred and she's many other talents and gifts, and we want to welcome her. Jacqueline, are you with us? Yes, thank you, Athena. Thank you for creating this wonderful sacred space for us to assist each other in healing. It, it's truly amazing. Well, we <laughs> aim for the highest. And as we do that, uh, the awareness of, of the program, is, it's come to my awareness, I want to say, that we're linking with people all over the world. And we've had people calling from England and different places on the show, which were, is wonderful. And if you are listening out there and you're in Europe tonight, welcome. We're so glad that you stayed up to be with us live. Um, anyway, we have this uh, very interesting about your book. I know you're, you're working on the sequel to it. What I'd like to ask you first, Jacqueline, is um, how you came to... Um, how the book was formulated back before 911. I, I believe you told me it was written just before 911. Is that correct? Yes, I actually started it in 1990 with the first Gulf War. That was what sent me on my quest to discover the truth of what was really going on. And mm-hmm. I did have a copy um, copyrighted in 1998 because I had a feeling that it was a race between publication and the truth um, actually happening. And of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it actually did happen, and um, and it really was a, a wonderful experience for me because I learned how people, even when they're involved in things, they still want to make a difference and they still want to change. Um, and your background, you you weren't in the military, but you what prompted? I know what one of the things that prompted you to to go into this work, this research, both intuitively and in research, is that uh, Saint Germain is. Uh, overseeing you and guiding you, as, as I mentioned to you earlier, um, Jacqueline and I just met tonight, by the way, and um, beloved Saint Germain is the overseer of the Justice uh, Freedom Flame and Justice and all of that, and he's been guiding you all along, and now and you're into being introduced to him tonight, so we'll we'll share more about him with uh, for you in the future, but um, I know that you're guided through the Violet Flame, and... Um, an interesting thing that you mentioned to me briefly before the show is that um, your book was on the desk of the publishers just a day or a few days before 911 happened. Actually, it was on on his desk when it happened, and he had read enough of it to realize how close I had come to the truth, and uh, he mm-hmm. refused to answer my phone calls, wouldn't wouldn't do emails or anything like that. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I have felt guided all along, and and I trusted that as I went on my research quest. And even though sometimes I was prompted to research something that didn't feel related to me consciously, I, I always listened, and the result was truly amazing. Mm. And just an overview of what is in the book for the people that are listening, not all the details, but just the overview of what's the gist of it. Well, I wanted to write a thriller to keep people interested and to keep a page-turning feeling going on, but then also it is a book about how integrity and truth in government can exist and can surpass any and all pitfalls or, or you know, occurrences that might come up. So if the, if the people who are in charge do accept the responsibility that they've been given as our leaders and accept the fact that they have to stand in truth and integrity, regardless of how that feels to the ego at times, um, then we can really create a wonderful world for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of the uh, the light is pushing through <laughs> to the surface, as Spirit has said. Um, all truth, all secrets to be revealed, they're all being, things are just, in fact, we've seen in the last several years especially, every week there's been <laughs> discoveries and things that have been revealed in, of course, the current administration. But beyond that, it, it goes back to the Founding Fathers and what they had set, their original intention, which was set and, of course, was uh, distorted along the way, right? Does your book talk about that, or is it more 
current. Kind it's more. Of. It's more current. The focus is mm-hmm. is more what now? What now that we have this set of circumstances in power? What what do we do about it? And how do we change that? And it really mm-hmm. is a story of how a woman triumphs over uh, incredible odds um, simply by sticking to her heart and her intuition. Mm. And um, the nine one one. We don't want to dwell on that too much, but basically, um, you want to share more about... Well, yeah, I started uh, writing, as I said, back in 1990, and I originally had the World Trade Center as as the target because I realized that um, people in America were really not that eager to go back into the Persian Gulf after the first war, and I realized that only an attack on American soil would uh, cause the people to approve uh, another war in that region. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did choose uh, the World Trade Center as my target, but then I took it out after it was bombed, um, I believe, in 1997. Um, but really, more than all of that, it has to do with the story of somebody who holds on to truth and, and puts herself through absolutely everything to get to the truth, no matter what that means. And I think that's really a reflection <laughs> for all of us at this point, uh, what what is really up for each and every one of us. And you... you have not worked for the government, have you, in this life? No, no not, not in this at all. life. No. <laughs> not in this life, but many other lifetimes which strike. That's true. Be... That's true. Okay. I did rely on a lot of that knowledge too. Yes, yes, I'm sure. Um, what are some ways that the government um, must change in or in the way it reacts to um, different catastrophes or or even uh, challenges in other countries. Um, in your, you know, based on your research, what do you think? What do you feel are some ways that the government could react differently? Well, I think what's what I've seen firsthand, based on my experiences in a, a firestorm in 2007 and in 2003, I'm in Southern California. Um, I, I think what we need to do is rethink government from a fundamental level because the response that I see from the, both the federal and the state and the local government tends to be more focused on um, either financial responses um, in terms of, oh, it's not in the budget, or, oh, we can't prepare for this because we don't have the resources. Um, we don't think about our people as, okay, how are we going to protect our people during what happens regularly all over the country? In Southern California, we have, you know, firestorms. In, in Hurricane Alley, we have hurricanes. I mean, why is there not more attention spent on um, helping people prepare for these natural disasters. I would love to see uh, communities getting together and asking for more support from the government rather than just um, hoping it's there. Yeah, well, I think they probably do ask, but they just don't always know how it, but someone like yourself would help create that platform of, of educating people of how to do that and how to, to join together in groups focus to change things. That's really that's, what it... That's what I've been doing, yeah. Oh, have you? Wonderful. You were there during that major firestorm, right? Both of them, yes. <laughs> I'm a oh. seasoned ex- expert now. Mm. And um, you want to share any more about that? Well, <laughs> really, it's what mm. I would like to share is the positive aspect of what came out of that. I saw communities pulling together in incredible ways. Massage therapists just putting up chairs and tables and giving uh, fire victims massage while they waited in line to talk to FEMA. Um, A local psychotherapist uh, hung out with the children and just talked to them while their parents were in line and just tried to support them because the children really need the support um, so much. And uh, it was just it truly was something out of a movie, really. When you looked around, you thought, this can't be really happening. I mean, all these people just pulling together, all the barriers fell away. Um, it, it, Mother Nature really does give us a chance to learn from these disasters, and I really think that's the purpose of them, because I think we're at the point now, humanity is at the point, where we have to pull together and work together and define our priorities in a very conscious way or I think the Earth will make the decisions for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. See, and all the light work and uh, shifting uh, vibrationally is pushing people to awaken. Uh, for instance, the masters say that um, America will never accept 
uh, politicians that are corrupt, uh, not just corrupt, but are dishonest. They will they see through things now, and they will not allow. They, they're at that point. They have been pushed through a doorway of awakening and choosing. Um, even though we know about there's certain still certain controls in place, or so so-called controls by certain powers on the planet. It doesn't matter because that all is falling away energetically as the light becomes stronger and people are empowered uh, to to educate, to learn, to move into really what the words are coming back is the intentions, the original intentions of the founding fathers, that nucleus, that the, the power of the founding fathers. In fact, as I'm saying this, <laughs> this is so neat because the video movie... They're showing me the circle of the founding fathers at the round table and their essences. And they're like right on, like with this gavel of, yes, that's right, that's correct. And it's, of course, the ascended masters. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to go off on a wavelength there. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we do that on this show. Um, so actually it's not a wavelength they're saying. They're waving. They're, they're just acknowledging as we're speaking. And you, too, were there at that time. See, I was uh, in body at the, the, the time of the Founding Father. I was part of that nucleus. And you also were there, I'm getting, Jackie. So oh, that's great. So this is, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you have, you know, there's this, this focus within your being that no matter what, it's like I'm sure at times you wondered, why am I doing this? Didn't you say you researched all kinds of unclassified government documents yeah, and I spoke with a, a bunch of people. It was amazing. The universe would just guide me. God would just guide me to these people that I had to talk to. At a sushi bar, I met an ex-Army ranger who was in the failed uh, hostage mission um, back in Carter's time. I don't know if you remember that. And they had rebuilt yeah. half of his body, He looked and he looked like it. And he told me all kinds of stuff and just opened the door for me. And I was just going out to dinner. I mean, it's uh, when, when you're and in And you were guided to him. It, oh, my. Yes, yeah. yes. We harmony, know that, that story and how... Just, again, that was a distortion of truth, but to to bring through those truths, and you've probably got made a lot of notes since then, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and it's all right there, and and it's, it's all a matter of tuning a radio dial, and and I want to encourage everybody to to just be vigilant right now too, because the mind tends to get in the way. You know, we get distracted, our kids need this, or we've got bills to pay, or work is a pain. Um, but really to, to be very vigilant right now and to watch the mind and just stay connected with your heart and stay connected with your higher power and just remember that, that we're all on a grand adventure and this is an opportunity right now for tremendous leaps of consciousness for each one of us, and it's so exciting. Yes, and this year is, is, a, very, is a full empowerment and celebration and creation, as the Spirit has said, and it, it's spiraling. We are like going to be at such a higher frequency by the end of this year we can't even imagine it like every every month every full moon especially everything is amped up and we're really integrating into uh, the fifth dimensional levels and as we do that of course everything else moves along whether it wants to or not of course it's, it's shifting but um there's i got this flash the other day and you may want to light or wisdom on that too um, that there is an energy intention by certain forces to still before uh, November of this year to create uh, some kind of major disaster in the U.S. to uh, again create this vulnerability so then the people are uh, subject to or you know to um, fear and, oh, boy, look at validating that fear thing with the terrorists and all that stuff. There is that intention out there. So I want to say that uh, it's very important that we I, – I do energy work every day and meditations and prayer, but and uh, we do group um, conference call every week also. If anyone wants to join us, we go into more depth energetically uh, to help the planet, to help America. But uh, the focus of – no, being aware that that energy is out there to dispel it, to dissolve it, and to transmute it into light because there is an energy of wanting to derail the U.S. still. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? 
Oh, in- indeed I do. And again, mm-hmm. it's just this is a planet of opposite polarities. And where you have light, you have darkness, and that's just the way it is. So, um, again, not to feed the fear, to be very conscious of where the mind goes. If you watch somebody talk about what they saw on news, you can actually watch their energy drop dramatically, and then they get depressed and they look upset, and they started out yeah. fine. Um, mm-hmm. and so really just to be constantly vigilant of environment and what you allow in your body um, or in your mind or in your consciousness, too. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. Because um, that is, I picked that up the other day, that they're trying to create some kind of a... And oh, before, I, yeah, I, no. I got that, too. Did you get what that was? Um, or does it matter? I don't know if we want to even... Okay. Um, no, no, no problem. Do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, let's just move beyond that. So, okay. But knowing, being... Uh, so what we're saying is, and we're saying vigilant, but being aware, there's the awareness, and then there's also the knowingness that we can transcend that energetic that is there to um, create a disaster that would be catastrophic, that would what? That would invigorate and uh, re-energize the fear energy of terrorism and war and, and all of that, and just validate then who they would want to have in office or, or whatever, to have control and to say, okay, you guys, we're, you're real vulnerable now, so we've got to do this and this and this and have martial law and all that. So it's being aware that on one level, like some people say, oh, I don't even want to think about that. I don't listen to the news. I don't read the paper. I am so spiritual. I'm beyond that. Well, there's, there's one aspect of being aware, like Jackie is mentioning, um, and has done herself much extensive research and, and awareness into these levels. The awareness educates, and it also sets us free because we uh, are not just standing over everything, but we're um, we can then transcend things on, on a higher dimension. Absolutely, and it's it's about empowerment <laughs> itself. I think between. Mm-hmm. Today and the year 2012, the 12th month of that year, mm-hmm. we are being given a choice whether we want to empower fear or love or take care of our children or empower perhaps a system of finances that doesn't support the heart. Um, I, I don't think it really matters who wins the presidency, to be honest with you. I think mm-hmm. right now what matters is the choices that each one of us makes on a daily basis. Exactly. And this is this is final exams, folks. This is it. And boy, this is a great opportunity for all of us to pull together and to help each other and to assist each other, just like you're doing with this radio show. I mean, this is wonderful uh, for all of us to be able to support each other in this transformation. We're all going to come out ahead. I mean, it, it's just a, a great opportunity for each and every one of us. Absolutely. And the um, what I want to say the aspect of Seeing and knowing and and moving beyond it because 2012 is going to be here in a flash because everything has been accelerated and um, oh I, I know what I was going to focus on the presidential thing it's not at all the personality or the character or the body but it's the embodiment of light at the top and if you keep a vision of that and focus of that guess what. Light will be at the top. It is at the top, meaning in overseeing, you know, America and the world. Oh, my and, does that. Uh, That's yeah, great. and we, we okay. I do meditations each week when, when we're doing teleconferences on energizing and transcending uh, all world leaders and policymakers into light beings and seeing that and empowering that. And it, and it is. It's. It, I just know it's absolutely happening. So we we can't pay any, it's like the Wizard of Oz, pay any attention to the man behind the curtain, but rather only see and create that which is the highest, but being aware of what's going on and not ducking your head in the sand, being aware on the third dimension on the planet and holding the knowingness of what what the truth is. What the um, truth is and what we're moving into. As, yeah. a, as a collective consciousness, if each one of us can hold that peace, then there's there's no reason for the man behind the curtain. Because if all of us take responsibility and empower ourselves, then there's no no room for shenanigans. 
they, they, he disappears. Everything just dissolves and dis- dissipates. It just it cannot exist. In the presence of pure light, darkness cannot exist. And that is true. Um, what else would we like to touch on? The children, the indigo and the crystalline children, they're playing such a huge part in this focus, and they are really uh, becoming fully empowered and speaking out. They are the leaders of the future. Um, If you worked with indigo children? Yes, I do. I do. And they are fabulous. They are the next stage in human evolution. Uh, Mm. They are the children that have been prophesied for thousands of years. They are the ones that we've been waiting for. Um, And it's, it's my honor to help these children and to help these the parents of the children who might not be as aware of why their children are different yeah. and why the yeah. schooling system doesn't appreciate them and why the trouble is, uh, I, it's, I'm honored to be able to assist in maybe you know shifting that energy and, and helping that, parents yeah, understand that. Yes, that's right there. It touches my heart too when I see them and they're with parents that I can't quite say too much to. You want to, so it's, there's got to be a, a a way. To, in, to introduce that in a light way that they get it and they open up more um, it's a, it's, gently. It's an art form, it is. And usually if I speak from the heart, then uh, the barriers just fall away. And I do try to avoid certain certain words which I know trigger people with strong religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So do you work with groups of children? I work with whoever comes across my path. I uh, I just let spirit guide me, and when I see a need, I fill it. And I work every week. I work in a classroom, and I just I just keep tabs on these kids, and I just I try to encourage them too because often they feel lost and they don't know why. Mhm. Oh, so you're a teacher? No. <laughs> no. Well, I guess I am sort of. You no, are I'm a teacher. A... Yeah, you are. But you you work in a classroom. Uh, in another capacity. Yes, yeah, I do okay. as a, as an aide, a volunteer. Oh, wonderful! And I, get, I get so much out of it. These these kids, they're brilliant. They are. Oh so yeah. And they are so connected, and I'm just so happy that they're here because they're going to make our job so much easier. And oh, what a joy that they are that that you're there as a. Oh, how guided that is. That's wonderful. Are you writing on that too? Um, uh, yes. Not although mm-hmm. the. the sequel doesn't have much to do with that at this point. It might fit in later. I just go where I'm told, and I write what I'm told, and then it all fits together in such a way that it surprises mm. even me, honestly. Yeah. And that's a wonderful aspect to have, that you, the guidance. Many people receive the guidance, but they don't al- they're not always that tuned in that they can, if they follow it, or they've got this to do or that to do, and they just don't follow it. So that's a le- uh, wonderful attribute in itself. Well, and I think the mind gets in the way because the energy of denial of self and the energy of self-doubt does feed a suppression in the energy, and I, I see that a lot too. And, and people have so much to offer, and they're so guided, and they're so inspired, and then they just kick the self-doubt in, and then they just don't want to do anything, you know. Yes, it's like the, the rungs of the ladder, you know, up and down, up and down, and, and where it's a frequency, it really is. Yeah. And so it's, it's up to us. us. Mm-hmm. Um, David Hawkins' books are good about that. About have you read about him uh, on him the frequency that cal- how to calibrate your frequency? No, no. What an interesting concept. Yeah. Oh, it's very scientific. He's he's in Arizona and his book David Hawkins and um, the first one was Power versus Force and the second was I Am. And the eye of the eye, or something like that. But his his later ones, the later, the last one and the one before that, are more concise. The first one, power versus force, was great, but it was it's it's difficult to understand. And many people got lost in it. It was just too too much. And so the other ones were he consolidated more and made it more concise. So uh, like Mother Teresa vibrated at a thousand decibels per whatever it is RPM. I don't know, <laughs> RPM, yeah, 1,000 RPM, and meaning she was enlightened, very enlightened being, and um, they were able to do that. And, of course, he's able. he measures, um, I think he measures presidents in some way and different political leaders, and, and 
there is a shift in the sense that as everything is being raised, that their vibrations had been raising a little bit, uh, some of them a little bit. And so that's interesting, too. So there's a whole, that's a whole field in itself, uh, that. But he, not to just put everything uh, with, with that, but it's a concept that is becoming more real, like a prince. In university, I believe they're they are doing tremendous research now on thought and thought vibration and energy and groups and how mass consciousness actually shifts occurrences and situations and creates more peace in certain areas. They're they're able to measure it, and that is in itself high technology that's come from the galactic beings that's come down and being passed through so that man to progress mankind at the time of the Renaissance. This is the Grand Renaissance. So I wanted to just share that with you, that in your walk and your path, you might want to uh, connect with those people. There's also one called, I think, Heart Math, or Heart, yeah, Heart Math in California, and they're, they're involved with that as well. And um, it's mm. wonderful to have the scientific evidence, isn't it? Well, it, it is and it isn't. I mean, I, I have always known that if quantum physics finally does get to the bottom of the picture and finally does get the full picture, then mysticism and mystics and everything that you and I do won't won't be so mysterious or anything because people will realize that, of course, we are all one. Everything is one. Thought creates. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once they can prove that, um, you know, then, I don't know, does it make a difference to you? <laughs> right. <laughs> all wonderful to be here at this time, even though there are many challenges that everyone experiences uh, energetically and as we're shifting and our bodies are going through so many shifts, um, everybody feels that and remember that it's it's all just energy, even the situations and relationships and interactions with family and difficult situations in the past, people, karma, um, energy. Um, at this point, I wanted to invite anyone to, to call in. I forgot to do that. We've been chatting here quite so much, quite a bit tonight. Uh, very interesting. Um, I, I like to remind people that we are all masters. We just forgot for a little while. Yes, absolutely. We just forgot. Uh, the number to call in is 877-876-5227. 877-876-5227 if you have any questions tonight uh, with Athena Star or Jacqueline Lord. Uh, if you have any questions, please call in. Questions, testimonials, comments, um, and again, uh, we'll entertain. If you do have questions um, personally or in a worldly way, feel free to call in um, from your spirit guides, from... Uh, loved ones that have passed on in situations that you're maybe dealing with in your own life or any comments on what we've been talking about, we invite you to please do call in and chat with us tonight. Hmm. Are you aware of the, the two different um, shifts that are occurring at, at this time, both as a convergence of both a 2,000-year shift and a 24,000-year shift all happening at the same time? Uh, why don't you go ahead? Um, every 24,000 years, the shift manifests in, in in a big way physically with the Earth. Every 2,000 years, there's a shift in consciousness. So at this point, we are experiencing both, mm. which is huge. Mm. And it is. I know some people, there's some days they, they just can't even function on with details. They just have to look the energy just... Especially February with that full moon and lunar eclipse. That was quite intense, wasn't it? That was, absolutely, absolutely. And that's why it's good to support each other, too, because if if we can support each other, especially when times are more difficult than they are normally, then uh, I think we can all be stronger as a result. Mm Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, Let's go back to the... um, just any more that you'd like to to share about the about what? I'm sorry. About I was I was trying to figure out how to phrase it. The 
the circumstances around 9-11, not just the overview of it, what, what would you, if you were to synopsize that, uh, what would you say mm-hmm. as far as the imprint, the um, symbolism of it? I would say it marked a turning point. I would say that it marked a turning point um, both in the United States and globally because it started a process in motion that really speaks to this idea of everybody taking personal responsibility. Um, it took the training wheels off, so to speak, um, in, in the way that it is now imperative for people to say, no, that's not okay with me, that you know, our leaders lie. No, it's not okay with me that we go to war for questionable reasons. No, it's not okay. Um, this is how I want things done. This is my tax dollars. This is my country. This is my, my child being educated in this school, and this is how it needs to happen. And I'm seeing that so much now, um, just in the space of a few years since, I would say, you know, maybe two to three years, it's really started picking up speed. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and and so I, I, I think it's, although it was a tragedy, absolutely, and some other things were set into motion that are probably not the greatest, <laughs> I, I think it really acted as a catalyst for people. And, and I call it the gathering because I'm seeing people moving location or uh, connecting with other people, like, again, like this radio show, um, where they're coming together to support each other and to be grounded in this light and in this integrity and in this way of being that is is new but also old, um, ancient, actually, and very exciting for, for all of us. Mm. Yeah. And we have a lot of help. We have a lot of help, as you know. Uh, we have actually quite a few masters who are coming to the planet, too, um, and I think mm-hmm. they... Uh, they like to be creative with physical bodies and popping in and out and, you know, channeling and, and um, just mm-hmm. assisting. I think it was the, the amount of assistance that I feel today versus even a year ago. Um, and that could be me. It could be that I'm just more open to being assisted. Um, but I, I feel that we have everything that we need. It's, it's up to us, though, the choices that we make. Right. Absolutely. And... Um Choosing to listen, taking the time to listen, <laughs> because the, the, there's so much information, there's so much busyness, there's so much happening in every moment. There's just you know computers, phones, people, or the daily lives that it's easy to not take allow the time to listen, to connect with spirit. And um, I see when do it. you do you do that first thing in the morning? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, well, several times through the day I do, but, um, oh, yeah, very important, and at night as well. But I I know many people who just say, like, I don't have time for this. Oh, yes, I'd like to have more time, but I just I just can't. I just, and it's because their mind is going a million miles a minute. Have you read Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now? Uh, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he talks about that, too. Mm-hmm. Um... I haven't read it cover to cover, but I know the, the gist of, of, of what's in it. Yeah. Um, but just my own observations, like as a teacher and healer, there's many, the door is knocked upon, you know, spirit knocks upon their door. And they open it, but they don't keep it open. They're, they're um, but not, not right now, not right now. I have too much to be, fo- I, that's nice, but I just don't have time to, and, and that, the error there. Um, so there's, in the end, it benefits them in such great ways to take the time to listen within and to meditate, to pray, but to uh, gather information to for enlightenment, for their own um, progression. Yeah, so I want to just share that as well as many are listening tonight who are maybe just beginning to awaken on their path and they're not really, uh, they've been searching. So the search is always right there. It's right within you. But um, you may have, the door was knocked on before, but you weren't ready. 
though you kept it closed a little bit, and now it's time to, for sure. Um, I don't know, I must be speaking to someone particular that's listening tonight, so we want them all to know um, that we are all one, and there is no separation. We're one consciousness right here, right now. And when that is understood on a heart level, then karma stops. There's no no more karma. There's no more debt to pay. Then enlightenment certainly is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any more that you wanted to share about um, any of the areas that we were covering about the uh, how to prepare the readiness. Well, not just readiness, but how to prepare within if there were a disaster to take place in a certain area. Um, from your own standpoint of having gone through those two, what helped you through that time to keep your focus? Remember you said to me that, just briefly, you said were you, you were driving through where there was flames and everything? Yeah, I, I had my daughter in the car, and she was a little, a little younger than two at the time, and I drove through flames because uh, there was no assistance. It would just the fire moved so quickly and so strongly that the fire crews were completely overwhelmed, and and you know it was it was the biggest fire in California's history. And I drove through flames with my daughter, and that was definitely a life-turning event for me too, because I realized that. If this happened to me, then it could happen to other people as well, and that and that was something I could do something about. So I've spent a lot of time talking with different groups and trying to, you know, not not scare everybody because that's not the point, but just just to urge preparedness because, like you said, there there really is a point where you just don't want to think about it. And I understand because I did that. That's why I drove through flames because I didn't want to think about it. Um, I wasn't prepared. My my government wasn't prepared because they didn't want to think about it. Um, but thank goodness you drove through in courage, right? Because you needed you needed to do that. Well, actually, what the strangest thing happened? I think it's one of those um, when you're near death, you, your brain shuts off, your mind shuts off, and you just are. There is no thought. There is no reason. There is no logic. There is no thinking. You just are, and and it's uh, it's really an amazing experience. I mean, I don't recommend driving through flames with your child. <laughs> To reach enlightenment, but it 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 really showed me what I could achieve if I could just get my mind to stop talking all the time, because I knew exactly what to do at every moment. There was no question. I just knew, and we're alive because of that. And so you hadn't gotten out in time, obviously. Well, nine one one told us to stay put. Ah. Uh-huh. Although. Intuitively, I had the feeling that that was not the best advice. I still thought, well, it's 911. They've got to have the, the the greatest information, the latest information on where this thing is traveling, you know. Um, right. But uh, apparently they didn't. So, again, in, in this time of, of, uh, of final exams, um, taking taking the time every day just to, just to check in for 10 minutes, just like you're saying, uh, connecting with spirit, you'll feel better. And I know when I feel like I'm too busy and the guides come knocking and they say, are you ready to work? No, 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 I've got I've got this, I've got that, I've got to go take you know my daughter to karate, I've got this responsibility. Uh, I know I'm ducking something. I know there's some fear in me that's being triggered, something I don't want to look at or some trauma that I, that I need to address. And, and often if I just go ahead and follow their advice and, and just sit for 10 minutes, I will feel so much better and so much more focused and clear. Um, mm-hmm. it, it works better than anything. Absolutely yeah. anything. Yeah, and you receive what you would, might have not otherwise. Oh, what I definitely would not have otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when you, how long was it that you were driving through the flames? Not to dwell on that, but that that, that makes a good, I can just see that like, as we drive through, you know, the flames of change. Actually, that's what that was, flames of change. Um, was it just a few moments? You know, honestly, I don't know. Again, I was in this really... Um, Mm-hmm. Unique state of mind, and I don't know. I, I it probably wasn't that longer than a few moments. I just remember not really being able to see the sides of the road and hoping I didn't drive off the road. Right. Um, I, I right. spoke With to the other people mm-hmm. who uh, who did the same thing. Uh, you know, quite a few of us. I wasn't by any stretch of the imagination the only person who did that that night. Um, and one woman mm-hmm. followed a bobcat. She just had this 
the, her brain shut off too. We talked about, it, we laughed about it, like, yeah, you just don't think anymore. And the, a bobcat was running down the road, and she lived at the top of a mountain on a switchback uh, driveway. And so she just followed the bobcat. She just aimed the car at the bobcat, and he took her all the way down the switchback. I mean, she couldn't see the flames, the smoke. She could not see, and she popped out on the highway and drove away completely unscathed. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, it's it's really. I mean, as I said, I wouldn't recommend a natural disaster to find enlightenment, but if you find yourself in a natural disaster, look for it because it's there. It's it's one of those moments, um, like you said, the flames of change or catalyst, or it, it's it's a, it's an opportunity to cut through a lot of baggage that you just don't need anymore. <laughs> right. Wow. I'm. I'm. Thank you for sharing that because I hadn't really talked to anyone. Um, we hadn't talked to anyone directly that went through. Actually, right at the eleventh hour, driving through that, it must, and then you found your way to help and assistance through. And angels, many angels were with many people. I'm sure. Yes, and that bobcat I got was a, a, was a master that came in. Oh of, wow. That's what I got manifested as a bobcat and guided her. Oh, that's amazing. Because she was she definitely, it was not her time, and she was, um, that's what I, yeah, I got that. Mm-hmm. That wow. was a manifestation. So if you ever speak to her. No, I was just going to say, I'll email her tomorrow. She'll love that. Uh-huh. Yes, I just got that. And uh, kind of like the Sai Baba energy, you know, huh. like that. Sai Baba does that at times. Uh, when it's needed to, uh, not just as a, a bobcat, but that's kind of his essence of doing that and guiding her out of there. Wow, and and many, many, many things as well. And just like in the Trade Center, there was, there was disaster, but there's also many miracles that took place in New York that day as well. Oh, that's just it, and that's, that's what what's important about what happens. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. the other stuff. It's really the fact that people yep. are making tremendous leaps in consciousness and and it's a burning off of old belief systems and old things that that you realize just don't matter anymore. Yeah, um, the burning. Yeah. Literally the burning. <laughs> the burning off. What a great symbolism. Well, it's been a wonderful joy having you. The time has just flown by. But having you on tonight, Jacqueline, it's been a great treat. Thank and you so much for creating the space for us. Yes, and uh, your book again is the book that you wrote. Uh, is The Thief of the Sacred, right? The Thief of Sacred, yes. And it has to do with uh, giving an, a vision and an energy of how integrity can exist in government and how we can achieve what all of us really want in our hearts. Mm, and we'll look forward to the sequel too. That'll be that'll be wonderful. And your website is in your name, or uh, yes, JacquelineLloyd.com or TheThiefOfSacred.com gets you there too. TheThiefOfSacred.com is probably the best way. Wonderful. And your book is on Amazon, I assume. Yes, it's on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble. And the number one comment I get from people is that it kept them up really, really late at night. So don't start it if you've got to go to work early tomorrow morning. <laughs> Well, it sounds totally inspirational. I hope many go out and order it because it's very, very uh, adept that uh, will inspire all. Thank you for having it. Uh, for having. Thank you for having the time to be on with us tonight, Jacqueline. And we'll uh, speak with you again sometime on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Athena. And good night now. And. I can't believe it, but we've, we're wrapping up here, folks, to the end of the hour. And we want to thank you all for <clears throat> joining us. If you did have any questions tonight, feel free to contact me at athenastar.com or email me directly with your comments and testimonials. We'd love to have your feedback. And we'll also put you on the newsletter list um, at athenastar at comcast.net. And if you want to call us directly, it's 808-258-1063 for intro session um, to sign up for our teleconferences. And I'm, I will be in upstate New York um, in May uh, in terms of my events and calendar for this year. 
and in June I will be in Honolulu, Hawaii, and in July in Dallas, and August in let me see now. August I will be in Canada, in Banff, Canada, and possibly Alaska too. I'm not sure. I'm still figuring that out. And in September I will be in Northern California. So um, if you'd love to meet in person and uh, come to some of my conferences and uh, have sessions in person, we'd love to have you do that. Email me or contact us through the site, athenastar.com. It's been our pleasure to be with you tonight, and we want to end in a beautiful invocation to the celestials that are with us, have been with us through the grace. May the light of the Christ I am be with and within each and every one in great blessings and in gratitude, 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 unending. We give thanks. We know that all is well, and we invoke the highest good for all. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you again next week.